0: Welcome everyone to our very first guest episode of The Balance Theory. I am so excited to have a very special guest on today, but before we get stuck into it, I just want to remind everyone if they haven't watched episode 0 from last release, I would strongly suggest you go back and just get your head around the concept just so you can get the most out of the next few episodes. It'll only take you about 20 minutes, so definitely go back and watch that one before getting stuck into the next juicy episodes. Cool. But without further ado, I am honored to welcome... I'm honored to be here. ...a very, very special guest. She is a registered psychologist who specializes in, just to name a few, anxiety, depression, body image, self-esteem, the list goes on, and she has been featured in many prominent magazines such as Cosmopolitan... Men's Health, Sydney Morning Herald, Better Homes and Gardens, and who knows where the future will take you. Without further ado, Miss Nancy Sakano. Thank you welcome. so much for having me today. I so welcome.
1: This is probably my first ever podcast, which I've been putting, <laughs> I've been putting off for a long time, um, but I'm very excited to be here with Balance Theory today. And I think it's important what you're doing here, and it's something that. Lots of people really struggle with trying to find that balance in their lives. And, and what does balance even mean?
0: We're going to get <laughs> stuck into it. So yeah. I would love to know both from a professional and personal point of view what that means to you. But before we kind of dive down that path, obviously we know you're a registered psychologist, but... Could you tell us a little bit about what what you do and why you do what you do?
1: Sure, so I became provisionally registered in 2015 um, after a very long-winded university degree. And fully registered in two thousand 2000- nice way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> very, very long winded. Um and I think that's one of the questions so many people ask me, you know, how did you become a psychologist? I'm like, it's a long road. <laughs>
0: just go to uni and then just wait till it's done and then work it out. Yeah.
1: So then I became fully registered in two thousand and eighteen and have been doing um therapy ever since. And I think for me balance has been really hard to juggle because psychology is so demanding um, yeah, for sure you also want to be really i guess sensitive with your time in in regards to doing therapy because it's so mentally draining um, and it's something that you have to really focus on where burnout where that line is um mm-hmm. and then having of course personal relationships and taking care of myself and 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 the list goes on really and outside of therapy there's you know admin and emails and all of that that any normal job has as well so um, it's a combination of a lot of things And I think for me I I found it really hard because I was like I want to be available all the time I want to be available before school and before work and I want to be available after work and after school and in between as well and so um, I think initially I spread myself too thin yeah. and, um, you know, I went guns blazing and I was like, I can do this. I don't have, you know, other external uh, responsibilities. I'm Dependent. not married, don't have kids, yeah. you know, don't have a mortgage, etc. So I was like, I got this. And then I got to probably 18 months and, and now I'm coming on to two and a bit years. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling it. I, yeah. I definitely am. And then I've taken on, you know, other things as well, like writing articles and um, my YouTube and Instagram and hopefully a podcast as well.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and I've, you know, I've had to take a step back and, and be like, how can I fit this all in and then have a
0: normal life as yeah. well? Well, that's sort of the big question we ask. And I'm so excited to have people such as yourself on who are always seeking to, Fill their cup more to not only make themselves more available for others in their profession and personal lives, but then also show up for yourself yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So, why is it that firstly you went into psychology and what keeps you going? Day to day, professionally, what is it that that drives you?
1: I think initially, why I wanted to get into psychology is probably why everyone wants to get into psychology to help other people.
0: I'm not, it's not to read everyone's mind.
1: <laughs> we don't study telepathy. <laughs> we study psychology. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, "Do you know what I'm thinking?" I'm like, if I knew what you were thinking, Such a common thought, I wouldn't be here, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so initially that was that was it. But then I wanted I wanted really to widen the perspective of psychology. I wanted to erode the stigma around mental health and make it really accessible to young teens and young adults, um, just like myself. You know, growing up in a Middle Eastern um, household, psychology wasn't something that was you know brought at the dinner brought up in the dinner table. Um, it wasn't with
0: the bread and butter at entrees,
1: right? Mm. And um, I thought you know being again the the child of, of import parents I wanted to really widen the perspective of what psychology actually means what mental health is um, and how do we manage it as well so uh, which is why I brought psychology to the social media space because I felt like yes I could do my thing one-on-one in therapy but how could I really expand this message to everyone around the world and and make it something that's so easy to understand and and really to comprehend and so that people could understand their own mental health as well I think that was that's something that keeps driving me Um, you know so most people say you're in it for the money <laughs> and I'm like if I had to wake up every single day and work through people's problems all day every day money wouldn't cut it
0: yeah so no, yeah, yeah no it's got to be more than that yeah, yeah. which uh, um when we talk about that fulfillment area mm-hmm. it's always got a it's always comes down to your why and right you know money will not drive you for a certain period of time you really gotta have that strong why. So definitely thank you for sharing that. And I think the message you're spreading and the way you're making the whole concept accessible to more and more people is really important. And we'll definitely link the YouTube channel and your Instagram and and your website down below so everyone can access it too. So just obviously your your role as that stronghold for a lot of people's mental health Mm -hmm. is quite would be quite demanding on you. Personally I can imagine. So just talking about balance in your own life, how do you even juggle (laughs) such a, because I always think of people within your space or people who work with really um, emotionally taxing type roles, which personally I admire, but I just, you know, how do you even begin to balance your own emotional needs? What if you've had a really bad day, you know, and then you have to go and help people with their really bad days too. Like how do you manage all of that?
1: I think for me, a massive thing is to keep a routine. And so if I have routine and I have structure, then I have predictability. And it really helps me kind of um, process the day in a very black and white kind of way. And of course, you know, there's curveballs all the time, but, you know, I wake up at six o'clock in the morning, I get to training at 6.30, I train for an hour, come home, I make myself breakfast, get ready for the day. And then I'll smash out, you know, seven to nine sessions in the day, of course, responding to emails and, and uploading content and all of that in the in the middle. And then a I, couple TikToks, <laughs> a little bit of TikTok in there. Um, and I get to, you know, the end of the day and I, I wrap up, I try and wrap up all my admin and things like that before I leave the office. So I don't have it lingering in my mind and yeah. then carry over to the next day because I like to just cap it. So I'm like, I'm done for that day and, I, and yeah. you know, I can be fresh for the next Get home, do my self care routines, have some dinner. Sometimes I catch up with a friend so I can just kinda unleash and and, and be come back to human form. Be you. <laughs> yeah. Um and then, you know, try and get to sleep as early as possible, which I'm really bad at. Of course I've gotta catch up on all the Instagram stuff I've missed out during the day. And then I get to sleep probably later than I should. Um and then
0: we don't need specifics.
1: <laughs> and then all over again. So, um, but then I, I really leave my weekends to just do the things that I love to do. I love pampering myself. I love catching up with friends, having breakfast, lunch, dinner. Coronavirus um, has not been my friend um, <laughs> in all of that. But I, tr- I really try and keep really strong social ties. Um, yep. You know, over the years, I've had to kind of cull those social ties, which is, which is sad in in one perspective, but, um, I really had to prioritize my time and, um, and it's really important that I put a hundred percent into my work, but I also put a hundred percent into my personal relationships, um, and myself and my family. And so, um, I really needed to kind of reevaluate, reconfigure what that meant for me, um, as work started to get busier and, and, you know, I am quite career focused. Um, so I think that it's, yeah,
0: it's been a challenge definitely. So you mentioned a few things that I'd love to dive into. So within your, I guess, routine and way you seek to balance your own life, both personally and professionally, you mentioned, um, self-care routines and you obviously have a couple rituals within your schedule, such as exercise. Yep. So if we focus firstly on the category of health, which sure. is our first sort of area, Yeah. So you've got your morning ritual of physical exercise. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does... Why do you exercise just simply? Because everyone's got their why. It's right. It varies greatly. But just see if you had to give it really simply.
1: I mean... Aesthetic is probably (laughs) one of the top ringers. no shame, no shame. (laughs) Um, You know, exercise. And for me, even in in the mental health space, I'm a massive advocate for physical health and the the mind-body link. And so for me, exercise is about exerting anxious energy. It's about boosting my serotonin, my good neurotransmitter. It's making me feel more content, more happy throughout the day. Gives me mental clarity. Um, it really kind of just like detoxes and, and dumps out the the day before and, and and gives me a clear mind to go into therapy and really engage with my clients. Um, I find that when I don't exercise, be it I'm too tired or, or I'm too sore from the day before, I really feel it in in, mm. in session. Yeah. Um. You know, I give so much energy in my sessions. I'm not you know about to sit there and look at you for 50 minutes and and nod and ask you how you feel about that mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know all, all of my clients will will share testament to um you know I'm engaged I'm there I'm ready and I, I want to feel like I am 100% present mm. um with my client and exercise gives me that it really gives me that boost of energy and it allows me to have a, a clear kind of trajectory for the day um, and it, and man, it feels good as yeah. well. <laughs>
0: Look, I can totally relate for me. My why for exercising yeah. is the whole, it's just like a mental dump in the morning. Definitely. It gives me like a clear ocean purview. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. lets me just settle anything that feels a bit rattled or, right. Um, unresolved I suppose and just gives me that calm stream to just Definitely. go ahead and days where I don't exercise I totally totally yeah, feel it. Yeah. Um, so that I guess spills over into your mental health which is a second branch of yep. that area. Yep. Is there anything else you do as part of your self-care routine that um, you'd categorize under yeah. self-care for your mental yeah. health.
1: So I'm a massive debriefer. Um, you know, being in the industry that I'm in, you cannot carry the things that we hear every single day. And so I have some very, very strong bonds of, of colleagues that I um, I speak to, I navigate through really hard stuff with, Um, I have very close connections with my friends and family, and I'm I'm able to work through things that I find a little bit difficult. If things get really heavy for me, I love to journal, um, write things down, map it out, really black and white. Often when there's so much chaos in our minds, we find it extremely hard to find a point of reference so that we can draw back and and be logical and rational. And so if I can do that, you know, black and white in front of me, um, it often takes away that mental noise and it allows you to understand What's actually going on for you rather than, you know, this cyclic loop in our head. Mm. So that's something that's important for me, especially when I've had pretty intense sessions um, or a very, very long week. Again, exercise and just giving myself, you know, time out and and just to de-stress you know whether it's doing a face mask whereas whether it's going to get my nails done um or get a massage or just go for a walk anything that's going to allow me to you know come back from a hundred um and baseline again is really important for me
0: yeah definitely um so if we've got for anyone listening right now that might might resonate with that chaos they've got a lot going on a lot of white noise going through their mind um from a professional point of view and and disclaimer this does not substitute for any sort of professional advice either but just as like a simple mental sure. exercise they could go through pen to paper yeah what are some things they could um, go through or write down that right. might help them navigate through a bit of a storm going on in their sure. mind
1: so thought journaling is really important um, and you know not the whole dear diary stuff but more practical in in terms of you know what was your event what was the emotion or the feeling that came with that event? And then what were your negative automatic thoughts? So they are the anxious thoughts that come up. So when we're having this mental storm, there's always going to be these massive falsified, really exaggerated, you know, catastrophized uh, cognition. If you can just identify the event and where that came from, the emotion and the feeling that preceded that. And then your negative automatic thought, you then have the ability to really challenge the evidence for and against that thought. Mm. And so, you know, you're you're standing back and you're looking at it going, okay, do I have 100% evidence to suggest that this anxious thought is correct and here is my evidence to suggest that? Or can I actually negate that anxious thought and mm. can I give it evidence against? And I find that that is, it's so simple, but it really allows you to kind of break down what's going in your, on in your mind. Um, and it, it takes away that really exacerbated overthinking, overanalyzing, mm. and it gives you a very logical stance in how to think about it. And then really, and then at the end of that, look at an alternate thought. What could you think of otherwise? You yeah. know? And I talk a lot about perceived outcome versus realistic outcomes. You know, our mind can falsify and, and go on tangents. It's f-
0: very creative while it's
1: there. Forever, <laughs> yeah. Um, and lead you somewhere that you don't even understand how you got there. And so, you know, you've got to reel it back and, and really give yourself um, a, a structural way of going through mm. those negative thoughts. And, I, you know, I find and I find for my clients as well that's a simple and and really effective way of trying to get yourself out of a cognitive storm
0: Mm. no I love that it's kind of like you're being the adjudicator or sitting in the witness box of your own yeah your own argument going on and just really saying do I have a rational thought or argument here
1: there's the lawyer in in you there's a lawyer coming out
0: (laughs) so in um in a in a couple of our previous conversations you mentioned that Mindset is something you're extremely, not only personally passionate about, but professionally as well. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about what that means for you and why it's so important?
1: Right. Um, I think mindset has been one of the biggest driving factors for me um, to date. And I know lots of people talk about motivation and feeling motivated to do things or get get things done. But I find that motivation is actually not present a lot of the time for me. And, and mindset and discipline has really showed up for me and, and has allowed me to just continue doing what I'm doing and, and what's important to me. And I think mindset, again, like we spoke about your why factor is really important. You know, we are so driven on purpose and we need to have value in the things that we do. So for me, a positive mindset it means to just get the things done that I feel valuable and 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 that are important or that I prioritize in my life. Mm. Sometimes, you know, things that I should be doing are not things that I want to be doing, mm. and so I really reevaluate the why behind those things. Um, you know, there's so many. Things that we need to be doing in our lives, the day to day, you know, running errands and seeing friends and all of that. And so for me, mindset means that I have this clear trajectory in what is it that I want to get done and I need to get done because of my why. So, you know, some days I, like you said before, I'm completely burnt out and I'm, you know, other things in my personal life are going on, but I've got to show up for my clients and I've got to really compartmentalize these things and, and go in with a really fresh mind and, and not have this transference um, to my client as well, which is, you know, not for them to carry whatsoever. And so my mindset is really important because I can, look at the things that are going on for me and I can disconnect from them and I can really be present in what I'm doing and then I can deal with what I need to deal with and I by no means do I dismiss or avoid the things that are going on for me but you know there's a time and a place for everything and for sure um, I think that it's it's so important that we have purpose behind everything we do and, and not just because we need to
0: yeah um, so that whole fulfillment category really goes on that tangent. It's yeah. what what do you want to be doing with your time, whether it be a hobby, a career. If you're a full-time mom, that's your fulfillment. That's cool. your purpose. Yeah. That's your why. Yeah. And so I know there are a lot of people that are doing a 9 to 5 or some people, unfortunately, like a 7 to 9, whatever yeah. it is that they're <laughs> yeah. doing. And, you know, they might not feel that... Fulfillment—it's just because they've got to pay the bills, right. whatever the case may be. So yep. for those people, they might find themselves in quite a negative mindset sure. when it comes to their fulfillment because yep. they feel of it, they feel as though it's more of a chore than sure. something they want to be doing. So, mm-hmm. is that something you come across quite? frequently in practice and and how do those people i guess either shift their mindset or divert that attention because that is something they need to be doing to facilitate their lives
1: definitely and i mean at the end of the day to have food and water on your table and to have a roof over your head is the biggest why. why You know, and yes, your job may mean that you need to work night shift or you need to work weekends or you need to work 12 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. And that might not feel fulfilling. But the fulfillment Mm -hmm. of having food in your stomach and a roof over your head and your children fed and and clothed and and educated is enough of a why to keep doing that. And so if we can find a why in other spaces like a hobby or something that, you know, a, a skill or something that you can take away from as a personal Um, achievement or accomplishment can definitely be a why. I mean, not everyone has the ability to be an entrepreneur and to open their own business up and, you know, and, and I think, especially with social media these days, there's this massive preconception of like, you're not killing it unless you're doing this entrepreneurial, you know, uh, journey, or you have a business set up by 21 years old. And, you know, this, this manifested highlight reel that everyone's projecting on social media, man, if you have money in the bank and you feel fed every single day and you have a pillow to rest your head on, you're you're doing far better than so many people in this you're world. You're in the one
0: really. percent, right? Yeah, it's all about how you. It's all your mindset. It's Definitely. how you define what success is and what where you place that importance. Sure. Um, but before. I guess that whole concept of being an entrepreneur and having a side hustle and all that was kind of very prominent during this whole lockdown period, which I would love to dive into in just a moment. Before we get there, one One, thing I really wanted to ask you about was your opinion on the concept of motivation. Now, I think... It's commonly tossed around when you hear people say, I'm not motivated, I don't have motivation, as though it's an asset that's sitting in the cupboard that you can just pick up <laughs> yeah. and use on the day-to-day. Like I just you... open
1: my cupboard be yeah. like, motivation.
0: This one, the blue one today. <laughs> yeah. But is motivation a, a false pigment of our imagination that we sort of rely on? Is it something we're dependent on or is it a valuable tool that actually exists? How do you see it? And and I guess it plays into how it, it works with mindset, right. I suppose, as well.
1: I mean, I think, like you said, motivation has been this thing where you've got it or you don't have it and and you can or can't do things because it's there or it's not there. And I don't think that that's the case at all. I mean, motivation is a kickstart, definitely. But discipline and habit is far, far stronger than motivation. I mean, you know, I train seven days a week three of those days there is no motivation to be seen yeah. and discipline gets me through it gets me there although I'm you know moping around and dragging myself to the gym yeah. discipline really shows up for me and goes man you know why you want to do this yeah and so yeah motivation is lovely when it's it's a, a bit of a bit of a kick in the butt but at the end of the day, mindset is about discipline. It's what you do over and over and over again. You expose yourself gradually to something that you reap reward in whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. And so you understand why it is you do these things. And I think that when, when people say, I can't do it because I'm not motivated, that's bullshit. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's spot on. And I think it's a, um, a bit of a cop out yeah. when, when you hear people say, oh, I'm not motivated. And look, I've said it to myself plenty of times. Yeah. I'm not motivated to go for that run today. Um, I'm not motivated to write that copy that I needed to write today. But you're absolutely right. I think that the routines and the rituals that you instill is what gets you over the line. So it comes down to, you know, something like journaling every morning was something originally I thought, well... I don't really get a benefit out of doing it day sure. to day. It's, sure. it's more like when I feel like doing it, I'll do it.
1: Sporadically, yeah.
0: But the point being, if you make it a routine, it becomes a habit and it just becomes ingrained in your daily life. And then you don't need to wait for that kickstart, that motivation. Sure. Albeit when that is there, it's fantastic. Cool, yeah. It's like, a, it's like you've just revved it's a up charge. the gears. You've gone from a Hyundai to a Ferrari in like <laughs> 2.0 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But, um, but no, I totally agree. I think it is uh, something people... I want to be careful how I phrase this, but yeah. I think they hinge a lot of their laziness onto it because sure. they think, well, I don't have it, that boat sailed, I yeah. don't need to kind of follow it. Correct. But I think if there's something you want to do, you need to look at how your daily patterns, habits are are being conducive to that event sure. happening or not, rather yes. than relying on motivation, which yeah. will, some days will show up for you and others <laughs> it won't, but you can show up for yourself.
1: Definitely, definitely. most most definitely, and I think... You know, just like you said, if you continue to expose yourself to this routine or uh, structural pattern in your day, you really close the gaps of anxiousness and depressive episodes and things like that because you have the why. You mm-hmm. have what it is that I need to be doing and what's important for me and and the value base. I mean, when we don't have anything to aim at, we really are just walking around aimlessly and and, and mm-hmm. not really navigating towards something that is beneficial or positive for us
0: yeah so i think in a nice nutshell yeah um mindset i guess is highly linked to your why your fulfillment it's, it's what keeps you going day to day and your mindset is aided by your routines and your yeah. rituals that get you there yeah. and motivation is essentially a bonus it's not it's not a um It doesn't show up for you to start. Right. You know, if it's there, it's a bonus. And I think that's a good way to look at it, to not get caught in a a loop where you're just... Just can't
1: find the motivation.
0: Yeah, or you're just inactive, really. Right. Just sort of hanging around. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I wanted to dive into next was this whole isolation period. Mm -hmm. And now the restrictions are easing. So at at time of recording, we're just about to enter stage two of restrictions um, tomorrow. Yes. Um, So once you're all listening to this, it would have been a week or two that things have been um, eased. eased. And I guess for a lot of people, and I'm going to speak personally here, I'm quite a social person. I love hanging out. I've always been that that type of a night free. I'll see what friends available. But I found that recently it's been, I've just had like a completely different mentality where I don't really want to be in large groups and the thought of doing things I used to do before, I'd just much rather be at home. and you know from a professional uh, perspective can you talk to me a little bit about the social anxieties that you know you hear it you hear it going around everyone yeah. might have social anxiety now coming out of this period but what what does that actually mean and right. how, how can people navigate thoughts and emotions around that um i think
1: that you know this pandemic came on so aggressively so quickly and for us we had to adapt our lives around the changes almost mm-hmm. instantly and for and, and for a lot of people that brought a massive shock to their autonomy. It it really just rattled our day-to-day function. And we had to kind of navigate around what this means for us on, on an everyday basis. And so as we, you know, this happened mid-March. And so we've really tried to navigate what normal feels like right now. And re-evaluate. Mm. that's reevaluate. And that's, you know, disconnecting from friends physically and, and family members physically taking away, you know, gyms and restaurants and, and shopping centers and all the things that people find solace in. And they've had to just really hone in on, you know, being at home. And for some people, that is not a pretty place to be, especially when home is in, is in our mind. Mm. Um, and, you know, we know that so many people struggle with being with their thoughts, Um you know and without the the distractions of the world it has really shown in people's behavior and people's thoughts and, and I've seen it exacerbated in my in a clinical setting mm. for a lot of people that are already struggling with um, different mental health disorders this time has really exacerbated a lot of those symptoms and so uh, stepping into these restrictions being ease I think we really need to be quite kind to ourselves in regard to transitioning back to normal life mm. um, and really start small. I mean if you're if you're feeling quite overwhelmed or anxious about going back into, you know, large groups or going to shopping centers and things like that. You know, catch up with one friend, one on one, and go for a walk, and, and make it really casual, and just see how you feel. Like we've now got to retransition into a normal period, which means a new set of adaptions. Mm. And for our minds, we're like, I just got here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now you want to take me out of it, and you want to put me, you know, back Stop into playing with
0: me, girl. <laughs> yeah,
1: into into this other norm, which isn't really normal. I mean. Um, I understand that restrictions are easing, but coronavirus isn't gone, mm. and we don't have a vaccine for it. And, and nothing's really changed in terms of the 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 pandemic or the virus. Yeah. But it's just that you know people need to get out. Yeah, and and you know I, as well as people being concerned about their physical health and what that means, um, in terms of the virus, I think mental health is something that's been majorly impacted and probably not spoken about enough during this pandemic. Yeah. And so with social anxiety and feeling that overwhelmed sensation of having to engage in large groups or or with people. And, you know, people coming out of this situation being like, I started a new business or I rearranged my house or I, you know, saved X amount of money. And then some other people feeling like I could hardly get out of bed every morning. You know, I just got up and did my work and then went back to sleep and that was all that I had capacity for. And so there's a lot of people that are feeling the the kind of i guess judgment that probably isn't even there but the judgment of you know i didn't capitalize on this situation right
0: yeah i think um there there was a bit of an odd vibe going around that you know now's the time to capitalize on your side hustles and this and even i spoke to a couple friends i yeah. mean the podcast definitely i had more more time yeah. to work on it during sure. that period so for me it was it went the other way yeah. i definitely yeah. had yeah. more time to devote to it yeah. but i had a lot of friends and they were sort of bouncing around ideas and and projecting things to me as though they had to pitch something that they were working on. And it was this sense of what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing. And I think it's interesting coming out of this period. It's now even something I'm assessing, like, what should I be doing? Should I be going to that event? Should I be hanging out with all these people? And is that what I want to be doing? I mean, my partner and I have even just discussed that moving into the new norm. Yeah. One of the Friday, Saturday or Sunday nights is just going to be us at home because sure. we found that that time together, we just didn't have it. It was non-existent because right. our lives are so busy, so many distractions. Yeah. So it's now coming into what should we be doing versus what we want to be doing. And I think that's often a bit of a difficult um, sure. choice to make, especially yeah. when it comes to our family events or, yeah, yeah. you know, how is there a way that we can navigate what we should and want to be doing sure. to help us really align with that balance, that Some people may have worked out they need during this period or not.
1: Right, and and just on that, you know, people slowed down their lives and reevaluated what was important to them. And for you, that spending quality time with your partner that you probably wouldn't have had because they've you know events left, right, center, weddings, christenings, all the things, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) all the things that are always going on. And you know, for the first time, my calendar is empty, yeah, which is insane for me because i you know i track everything in color coordination in, in, in six
0: brighter parties in the last five weeks
1: <laughs> yeah um you know even now like when i look at my my phone i usually track everything in you know in color coordination and very uh, thorough yeah it's very thorough <laughs> you know on. i've got breakfast in here um but you know i've for the first time in a very long time have i looked at it and been like I'm actually very free. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And and for me that was really relieving yeah. because I've just been on the go for little what feels like the last decade. Um, And, you know, although we were put into this situation without our kind of consent, um, it has given us the opportunity to slow it all down and to reevaluate. So for some people, yeah, they killed a side hustle. They, you know, saved lots of money. They came up with a great Mm. idea. And for other people, their mental health deteriorated so much that getting out of bed was just enough. And that's okay too. You know, and I think it's important that everyone looks at this situation individually and not as a collective i mean everyone has their own stuff going on no one knows what happens behind closed doors and you know if someone is is really excelling in their career good for them and if someone else is able to wake up in the morning and get their work done and have a shower and brush their teeth that's awesome too yeah. and i think it's really important that we look at ourselves and we evaluate our own personal situations and only we know what goes on in our mm. lives and and what you know how layered our lives are and we can't look at other people's highlight reel like we we're talking about um in regards to social media and judge it and in mm. accordance with our behind the scenes
0: yeah, and that's that's an important point, and it's it's often easy to get lost in the flow of social media and think, wow, they're doing so well. Yeah. But guys, just don't forget, people only show you the good stuff. That's why it's called a highlights rule. You'll never see their bad days, the mornings where they can't get up, where they are searching for their why. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it's you've got to be careful what metric you're using sure. to measure your own, I guess, success or or coming out of this period, how you're determining how you've done. Yes. And so I guess that's what the theory is all about. It's about balance is unique to yourself. You mm-hmm. can't find a blueprint for it. No. And it really comes down to you saying, okay, right now I'm at X position and I want Y and Z. Yep. And I know that means I need A, B and C. Yeah, And that might mean you need to cut off social ties for a little while. It might mean you need to put all your effort into your fulfillment category. It might mean that your mental health needs to take a much larger chunk of your time you know whatever it is and and it'll be all based off the exercise we went through in episode zero but that really is going to be your metric and you can't look at what Nancy's done during this period or what friends or family of yours have done because it's just all so relevant to how they're how they're feeling their responsibilities and I'm sure people if they could they would have done a lot more but they might have responsibilities that just physically didn't allow them to right they had mouths to feed and yep, yep. i'm sure they maybe wanted to write a book or sure you know it's it's all proportionate to what you're going through so coming out of this period i think it's really really important to take a step back and assess your own metric yeah. rather than Something you know comparing is, yeah comparison is the thief of of what do they say joy joy i think that's maybe right. Roosevelt I think. It's <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt. Don't quote us. I will factor that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and you know what even for me like I found you know I was like okay we've got all this downtime I'm gonna smash out YouTube videos I'm gonna do so much content I'm gonna start a podcast I I'm, I'm going I'm going to I'm going to and I was like yeah that's probably not gonna happen <laughs> you know I was like if I can get to work sweet yeah, You know, if I can, if I can do my work with the highest quality, then I'm really, really happy about that. And, you know, if I can drop some content here and there, cool. And only now coming out of, you know, the other side of quarantine, have I started to do some IGTV stuff, um, sessions with socks which are like 5 minute random videos that I literally don't edit Thought of the
0: day. Yeah,
1: I just I just bang out in one go and go, yeah, that's good enough because I you know, I had this idea where I was going to do lights and cameras and and make it super professional and all of that and you know, yeah, the idea is great, but the execution just wasn't there and I kept really procrastinating it. Mm. And I got to the point where I was like, why am I doing this? I'm doing it because I want to educate people in the most simplest terms about psychology and their mental health. And I don't need the glamour and the glitz, you know, because that was really hindering the execution of what I wanted to say. And so now I'm filming it in my car in five minutes before getting out and going to work. And and that's raw and it's genuine and and it's done.
0: Well, it it correlates with your why. Like your why is to educate and and people aren't going to give a shit whether you have a ring light or not. (laughs) They're not going to actually know, (laughs) especially if they're just audio listening. Right, right, right. you know, if there, I think that's a good point. If there's something that you feel you're procrastinating right now, yeah. you've really been putting off, think of why you're doing it. Yeah. And the reason you're procrastinating, is it proportionate to the why? Does it matter? Sure. Because if the answer is no, then you should just bypass that completely where you can,
1: Yeah, yeah. obviously yeah.
0: dependent on your circumstance. But that's funny you say that because even um, kick-starting this podcast, if I'm being honest, yeah. it took me a while to, to get into it. And it was literally only when... Uh, My partner pulled out the mics and plugged them in because he had to record something for work. And I was like, it's that easy. And that's what I've been putting off. Like just literally... Organizing the equipment. Getting it done. And I was just like, once it was done, I was like... There's no further hurdle. I yeah. just, gotta, just <laughs> gotta go for it now. The excuses are gone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my motivation? Left it in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I and I think yeah, that's super important. I mean, we we build this hype up around the things that we want to be done, and we're like, it's way harder than I think it is, yeah. or there's so many layers to it that I'm like, oh, you know, do, do I have the time for it? Don't have the motivation for it, and and at the end of the day, I literally picked up my phone. And I was like, you know what? I've got this idea right now. Like in my head, I'm just gonna bang it out in one go. And I was like, yeah, pretty good. All right, done. I'm I so
0: bad. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and people responded really well to it, and I was like okay, I, I did it. I yeah. mean, I didn't have to do the whole bit to get it done. I just like was really raw and, and genuine about it. And I think that's what people like. People want to feel like they can relate to you, to you. Yeah. yeah. And, and resonate with the information that you're giving them. And, you know, just like everybody else, I'm a human too. I mean, I take on that information. I go this is a lot harder said than done. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I'm, I'm learning too. And, and I just because I'm a psychologist doesn't mean I have all the answers. Trust really? me. <laughs> I mean, um, I still call up my friends and I go, what should I do about this? What do I reply to that
0: message? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
1: they're like, aren't you the psychologist? I was like, I don't have all the answers, damn it. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm as human as everybody else is. And so I thought, why don't I just put a really humanistic touch to it and just be me
0: yeah i love that very genuine yeah and um it's really i think when you look back you'll think oh my god my first video or my first attempt was horrible but of course it's going to be because oh. along the way you grow you learn you adapt and yeah, really you've just got to i think get comfortable with the uncomfortable it's not going to be perfect no if you want to do something just start it and then right. you will grow as you go and, and you know what if you have an audience they'll grow with you and, sure.
1: and they're like you know, when I started YouTube two years ago, um, I probably shot my first video about 15 times. I ummed and ahed like a thousand times. I, I blinked one million times. And <laughs> I, I look back at that footage and I'm like, Cringe. Wow. <laughs> I uploaded that, you know, and at the time I was so super proud of it because I actually got it done. And it was the first time I had ever sat in front of a, a camera and articulated what, was going on up here, which is actually a
0: lot harder than what you
1: think. So hard, it's like <laughs>
0: equivalent to public speaking. I would say massively. Which is nuts because it's not even live.
1: I know, and and you know, you want to be as raw and and real as humanly possible. And as soon as a camera turns on, it's you're a babbling mess. And so, like you know, when people, say, yeah, you're like, hello, this is
0: like with socks. I am really <laughs> friendly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, people say to me now, wow, you're so articulate or you're so well-spoken or it's so easy for you. Man, that was not the case when Should I first Should we link your first yeah.
0: video? <laughs> I haven't actually watched it, but you yeah. know, everyone starts somewhere and, yeah. and highlights real, right? Definitely. Like now, where you are now is... Well, it's because you've grown and you've, yeah. you've constantly refined the process to right. get there. But it took your rituals to, yeah. and... You know, constantly practicing and refining Definitely. the process to get you I just there. stopped
1: overthinking it, I mm. think. You know, I was like, how am I going to say it? What am I going to say? How are people going to interpret it? I just had a, a list of things that may or may have not gone wrong. And now I'm just like, man, just do it. And mm. if it comes out and you like it and you think that it's relatable and you, it's valuable, put it out there, yeah. whatever. You don't need the all the extra bits to yeah. it. And I think that the difference between, you know, my YouTube at the start... Versus now my IGTV stuff is, is it's just me. Yep.
0: Yeah. Without the flashy lights.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the flashy lights. Are you are cool. the flashy lights. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you so much for so your time. Welcome. I loved it. it was... I've had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And this will not be the last time you see Nancy I'll be, I'll be on, back. on the show. And I can't wait to see your podcast. I'm not even going to say if, because you would do a great job. And...
1: I mean, stay tuned for that. I don't know when um, I've got to reorganize my time. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a complete honor. I mean, this was a little bit easier than I thought it would be. Um, That's
0: good. (laughs) And it's a lot easier with a very engaging host as well. Thank you, my dear. Thank Thank you you so so much much. for that. Everyone, just go easy on yourselves and... I will put all of Nancy's resources in the links below so you can get access to it. Her IGTVs are very, very raw. I saw her filming one in the car when she arrived. So (laughs) (laughs) that will be going live soon, but I love it. She's very down to earth and approachable and it's been an honor. Thank Thank you so so much. much. I appreciate it. Until next time, stay balanced. See you guys. Bye. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, feel free to share it with any friends and family. And don't be afraid to tag, comment, rate or review any of our episodes on any of the mediums that you hear us on. Or you can also subscribe to our mailing list by heading over to our website. And that way you can keep in the loop with any updates or episode releases.